There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You, you grieve the loss of your child, but then you grieve the loss of yourself. I would get so upset if I lost a sock or I lost a pen because I could not handle losing anything. Stillbirth is not something that is easy to talk about. And our next guest, Adriana Monique Alvarez, so bravely joins us today to talk about losing her daughter, Nina, at just 38 weeks. This conversation is a hard one. It's a hard one to listen to, and it's a hard thing to imagine losing a baby um, right when you are about to believe you're going to give birth to a healthy child. Adriana speaks really clearly about her emotions and what she went through and reaching out to other women and the sort of conversations they had around losing a child that far along in a pregnancy and what you learn from it and how your life changes and how you change. It's really something that takes a lot of courage to do. So we thank her so much for joining us. The death of a child is all-consuming and no one knows what to do when this type of heartbreak strikes. These are words from today's guests, Adriana Monique Alvarez, whose daughter Nina was stillborn at 38 weeks, leaving her family heartbroken and feeling lost. First of all, Adriana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I am so very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here and talk about what is sometimes very difficult to speak on. I can imagine that there are days when maybe this is a very difficult thing to bring back up and to reflect on and to to talk about the grief that comes with such a tremendously sad experience. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, whatever you feel like comfortable talking about today, but tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, about your story and um, about your experience with losing your daughter. Absolutely. So... I have two little boys, and we were traveling the world. We were in Mexico at the time, and things were going well in business. And one day, my husband and I said, you know what? Why don't we have another baby? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's go for a girl. Mm-hmm. And so not long after I got pregnant, we ended up moving to Europe right after that. And it was just a few weeks after moving to Europe, I found out I was pregnant, and we were just so excited about this. Our family was growing. Business was growing. We were living our dream. I had always wanted to take my family around the world. I traveled a lot in my 20s as a volunteer in orphanages. And 
then when we went for that first appointment, we did find out that we were, in fact, having a girl, which just added to the absolute joy. Mm-hmm. I tell people when I was pregnant, my feet just never hit the ground because I was just on cloud nine. And then about a month before she was due at a doctor's appointment, they began telling me that there were issues. And I couldn't tell you if there were issues beforehand and if it was a cultural thing or if that was when the information was known to everyone. But they basically told me that she's not going to survive and you need to begin to prepare for that. Mm. And so about four weeks later, I went into labor and she was born sleeping. I'm so sorry. I don't really know that there are any right words. As a as a mom myself, I know that the pain must be unimaginable when that happens, and especially when you've spent all those months leading up being excited. Um, h- how did you and your husband and your boys deal with those initial days of grief? You know, I have to say the initial days were probably the easiest because I it's not real yet. Hmm. And and there's something about it. I mean, even now when I try to think back on those times, it's actually hard to access. I, I think that everything in your system is just telling you that this is a bad dream, that you're going to wake up, that this is not final. This couldn't be final. This doesn't happen to you. Hmm. This doesn't happen. These kinds of things don't happen. And so... I do feel like there was this buffer zone. I believe for myself, the the first anniversary hit me like a ton of bricks. But then probably worse was leading to the second anniversary because that was when it became so crystal clear that this, this is, in fact, the reality. And it was interesting because my own anger and that feeling of this is a final thing also came up in my children It's for the first time. They told me, you know, we're angry because you told us we were getting a sister Mm. and it didn't happen. And you never let us hold her and you never, Mm. you know, those promises weren't, you didn't make good on those promises. And so then that was when we really began to deal with the, the reality of this is where we are and how do we all deal with it? Yeah. And I mean... That's amazing as parents that you were having those conversations with them where they were being open with you and not kind of, you know, hiding how they were feeling, um, especially with anger, a very difficult emotion to to express. It's true. And what I have learned through this process is that women in particular don't, we're not often given permission or we're raised with this belief that Anger is just not an emotion that we're supposed to express. We're not supposed to have it, and we're definitely not supposed to express it. And I felt the same way as you. I felt grateful that my boys could give voice to something that they were feeling Mm. that's very complex and emotions that typically we suppress. Yeah. So it's, it's been a journey of honoring every emotion and knowing each one of those each one of them are they're important and we have to look at them. Otherwise, they're, we're going to circle back to it over and over. And that is a thing about grief that um, comes up a lot in our conversations about confronting it and dealing with it. Because when you don't, it, it finds its way. It certainly will find its oh. way back into your life. Oh, it does. Mm. It is not something that is avoidable. 
it will pop up in the oddest time. And that's what I've noticed just about the time I think like, okay, I'm okay here. I'm on a little stretch and feeling relief. Something will happen and I will overreact to what that situation was because uh, there's grief underneath it. Of course. And that's your, you've actually, that I don't think that's ever come up on the podcast. And I think it's great that you're talking about it, which is um, grief comes in, it has many different forms. And sometimes it is those things like a complete overreaction or an underreaction or um, yes. it doesn't, it doesn't uh, like a numbness. It can come in all different ways. And oftentimes it doesn't name itself, you know, grief and people out, especially outside and around don't know that that's what it is. Um, this one is, you know, I think important to, to ask for women who might have either been in this situation or will be, um, how did you deal with, um, like your friends and family and the people around you who knew that you were expecting a baby? And then this is the, the really difficult conversation that you have to have. Did you have to have the conversation over and over again? How did you face that? Mm, for me in particular, I have an online business, so I have a very public life. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like the whole world was watching the entire pregnancy because that's the nature of my business. Yeah. And so when it happened, I the very first thing I did, believe it or not, is I put an announcement on Facebook because I had so many people messaging me saying, like, let us know in a minute, you yeah. know, you go into labor. And I had hundreds of clients who, when I did go into labor, they knew about it. And at that time, I was still believing against all hope that everything could be fine. Mm. You know, I had had situations in the past with the boys where the doctors would say one thing and then it wasn't actually anything that we had to encounter or had to navigate. So it was a very public announcement. And everyone, you know, I called my parents. Obviously, my parents were actually on their way to Europe to be there for the birth, and and the birth happened before they arrived. And what I found was it was actually easier to talk about with strangers than the people closest to me because the people closest to me, it impacted them on a deep level, and so they were trying to navigate Mm. their own feelings about it and trying to figure out how to support us and I what my experience was is that that's difficult to do. God, that is so true. That's so true. Like there's so many levels and layers to those close personal relationships um, that to, to try it, it's a, they're so deep. Um, okay. They're hard there. And then when you're opening, when, when you're opening up like that and in a shared grief, it's, it's hard to relate to each other. Um, it must've been, that must've been very difficult. Yes, and it took me a while to accept people's reactions and, and let them be what they were mm-hmm. and allow people's support or lack of support or presence or absolute disappearance just be because in the beginning it really hurt me, but then I realized it's just a lot to navigate and everybody's doing the best that they can, especially because most of us don't have any experience with this. I had never had a stillbirth. I never knew anyone who had a stillbirth. And the same was true of a lot of the people around me. So it was new territory for us all. 
Can I ask you, um, after my parents died, I, um, I've said this on the podcast like a million times, so sorry everybody who's listening who's going to hear this again, but um, I googled both parents dead, cancer, and like I was like looking for other people that had the same story um, uh-huh. because I wanted to feel, I was like, am I, I, felt, I felt like an alien on a, on a you know, planet um, because none of my friends had experienced it and I just didn't have anyone to relate to on it. Um, did you... Did you like look for other women who had experienced this or other families that had experienced this um, to to find kind of comfort? I did. I did the exact same thing because the first thing that came to me, I would say it was around a month after it happened. I thought, I'm the only one who has experienced this. Mm-hmm. I did something wrong. Like I've never heard of this. I must be the only one. So I Googled. And then I was actually horrified by how frequently it does happen. Mm. Um, But I also discovered that in the support groups I found and in the forums and the communities, that the women who have lost older children are much more vocal about what happened to them. And the women who had stillbirth, they were very silent in these groups. Mm. And so I found even with that, that very few of them were willing to talk to even me about it's one of those things that's so deeply painful. Um, And I'm I'm still actually discovering and unpacking what makes it a little bit more challenging for stillbirth moms. But I think that part of what I've heard and what makes sense to me is that this baby was the most real for us. Mm as the mother carrying this baby. And while there is excitement from others, they didn't have a bond in the same way. And so what the stillbirth moms tell me is that they don't want to bring it up in the same way because no one else has those shared memories or can relate in the same way. Mm. And so they just have determined that they're meant to go through this alone. Oh, which is so, so sad. This isn't what we're meant to do alone. Women are meant to do a lot alone, it seems. Um, and that's, 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 it makes me so sad to think of women feeling like they can't, that, that, that I completely understand what you mean. There's not, there's not, to, there's no one that can say, do you remember that time when we all did this or that birthday party? Um, instead, it's about the little kicks in your belly and the movements and the talking to, you know, I, I'm pregnant right now and, you know, I talk to the baby. Um, it's those very private moments that, are very hard to explain to anyone else. Um, and I, you know, I really feel now that's something that people I've never heard of before, that it makes so much sense that women who have experienced this would feel very isolated. Yes, exactly. That's the word. And I do believe that in the way that most of us are handled from the hospital on is that there's a lot of shame built into it as well, because when I started asking women, well, what did the doctors and nurses or what did they say at the hospital? And all of them said the same thing. They said, don't speak about this. Don't speak about this. This is private. Get pregnant again. And this sort of advice leads us to believe that this is something to be ashamed of. Mm. That's shocking advice. Shocking advice to give a person. It, it, I felt the same way. I was thinking, this this seems like, 
I don't know, out of the dark ages. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that has come up in a few, there's been a few women who've been willing to discuss this with me. And there's, there's this belief also that the medical, you know, the medical world, uh, medical professionals, they don't really um, want to look at this because there's so much mystery in it. We don't always know why these things happen. There, there's women who have stillbirths and they had no warning signs. There was absolutely nothing wrong on any ultrasound or at any stage. And so it can be challenging for professionals who have all of this education and have, are experts at what they do. And yet there's all of the, these unexplained events. And so it's one of those things that is just, no one really wants to touch uh, or discuss. I, I brought this up on social media that if, if this number, if 1% of the population was experiencing something else that was related to men rather than women or related to something that felt more tangible, mm. would it be just completely ignored? Would that be the case? Probably um, not. Unlikely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you mind if we talk about shame for a second? Um, because it's something that I've, I'm very interested in in terms of how it comes into grief. Um, uh-huh. Because it is, it's it's possibly the most damaging thing there is. Um, and uh-huh. the, and a very difficult thing because I'm not sure that um, yeah, it takes an enlightened, a very enlightened soul to recognize it um, in themselves and to understand that that's what it is. Especially in a circumstance like this where there is unknowns and there's the questions of what if I had done this, was it the time I took, you know, was it that did I drink too much Diet Coke or did I go on that, did I push myself too hard at work or whatever those things that come into our brains. Did you, did you yourself experience it? Did you find a way to, to manage it or deal with it? Um, because God knows there's probably women out there who aren't even aware that that is what is manifesting itself. Oh, yes. I did all of the above. I, I thought about everything I ate, 
everything I did, everything I didn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought about would this have happened if we were living in the U.S.? Would this have would I have avoided this if I wasn't traveling? Um, everything. Or mm -hmm. what if I wasn't working so many hours in my in my business? Um, and being a control freak, overachiever, we don't really like when things happen that feel like they're beyond us. And this definitely felt that way. And also, I did notice that in my work, I didn't take any time off because I, and I've shared this recently, I could not imagine facing the loss of business at the same time as the loss of my daughter. Mm -hmm. And also, I didn't talk about it as much in the beginning because I didn't want people to see me as incapable in business because I had lost a child. And for me, there was a connection. I didn't want to be seen as a failure. I didn't want to be seen as less than the fate, the track that was running in my mind is that if people knew that this had happened to me, they might not want to do business with me. Isn't that so the messages that somehow find their way into our, you know, psyche and into ourselves and then they end up pushing us and making us push ourselves harder and not necessarily in good ways. That's, that's really hard because I suppose you don't know what people are thinking. Um, I definitely have felt sometimes like, because my parents both died young from cancer that I, I'm from bad, I'm from bad stock, you know, like my DNA uh. is just not as good as the other people's DNA. And, you know, people probably feel pity um, was there an element of that as well, like not wanting people to feel sorry for you, but also, oh, yes. yeah, I'm sure that's a huge part of those. I wanted to feel loved and I wanted to feel supported. I wanted that I wanted it in the form of we still see you as the same because this was a, a big thing that I wrestled with even until recently. I, I mean, it, it's not, it's never done. I, I won't say it's done, but I feel like maybe I turn a corner is this thought of there's this before and after who I was before this mm -hmm. happened and who I became after this happened. Mm -hmm. The person before this happened was much more spontaneous and light and could just always see things working out it's always working out I always figure it out mm. and the person afterwards a little bit more hesitant mm. a little bit more concerned a little less trusting in that philosophy and that's really that's a real shift so obviously if you spend x amount of years your entire life to that date being able to navigate the world with a certain point of view and, and like you said believing that things work out and that, you know, it all comes together. It's, it's, do you, do you long for those days now because you're in that different place? Absolutely. Mm. This is, this is the second loss that you grieve. Mm. You, you grieve the loss of your child, but then you grieve the loss of yourself. Mm. And that, that is the the part that really begins to ask everything of me mm -hmm. is 
And like you said in the beginning, it shows up in the things we do and sometimes the things we don't do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I found that I have been unwilling to do since, since this loss is really open myself up to friendships. Mm -hmm. It's this interesting thing. Like I would get so upset if I lost a sock or I lost a pen because I could not handle losing anything. And I, I know that part of my avoidance on various relationships is because in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. if I do that, there is a possibility of losing that in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, you know, what you're saying. It's the possibility of loss. Um, when you know that things can be gone forever and taken from you very abruptly, it's very hard to see, even on a day-to-day basis, to look into the future and say, tomorrow is going to be like this. <laughs> because you do now yeah. know that tomorrow may not be like that. That's exactly it. Mm. And so it's about me learning how to trust life and to be in the moment. And have instead of allowing this to make it where I look at the future with concern or anxiety where I can throw myself into this place that says, and that's why this present moment is even more precious because mm-hmm. there are no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I'm at right now is instead of looking ahead going, yeah, but now I know some things don't work out the way I want them to being able to go, but what can I absolutely cherish right now? And I think that, you know, the thing about grief that is a hard, uh, it's, I, it actually came up on our last episode that I find a little bit difficult to bring up with people because I don't mean to, it's in no way meant to offend anyone, but that it's not a silver lining, but we are different when we come out on the other side of it. And one of the benefits, I, I don't mean even mean to call it that, and I wish I could come up with a better word, but one of the side effects is that the you are great more grateful for the present um, because there is no other way, and you know that then. And so just like you're saying, um, there is a sort of a, live live for now yeah mm. you know it it's interesting you bring that up because i had a friend who did a similar thing i was on a call with her about a month ago i was having a bad day it was actually right before a podcast interview and i thought oh my gosh i i've got to get myself together and so we spoke and she asked me a question and she said i know i couldn't ask many people this but i need to bring you to this place what can you only do now? What can you only appreciate now? What can you only see now mm. because you lost Nina? Mm. And it's not uh, a particularly easy thing to bring up or to go to, but there there are things. Yeah. There are things that had this not happened, I would never have been faced with really looking at how precious life is, looking at seeing my humanity in a whole new way. And and honestly, too, realizing we can handle way more than we ever think we can. I know. And that's it's sometimes when I so especially with the amazing guests, just like yourself, when I talk to people, I, I can't even get over the capacity for human strength 
Um, has it changed you in terms of vulnerability? Um, do you feel, are you, because vulnerability can be a great strength. Um, do you feel like mm -hmm. you are more in tune with that side of yourself? Are you, is it something you can embrace or is it a difficult, still a very difficult place to go? It's, it's both. Mm. Um, there are times that I can be incredibly vulnerable. I could go places I never could before and I could share things uh, with people I know and don't know that it, it's new depth. Mm. And then there are times that I find myself th throwing up every wall that I can build. Mm. And it's, it's sort of like... Uh, it's a dance between the two, to be honest. I, I, I sort of rotate between those two places. So, it, it, because a part of me goes, no, oh, no, you know, you can't do this. I mean, even, even my decision to talk about this on podcasts, to, to do a TED Talk, to write a book on it, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I said yes and then no. Yes, I must do this. This is crazy idea. No, you know this this battle within because the vulnerability is so healing, and it also connects me so deeply to people who have experienced loss or pain, or there's just no other way for us to connect except through that really deep level. Mm. Um, but then there, of course, there's that small part of us that wants nothing more than to be protected and safe and re remove every possibility of being hurt further. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you this, and this, this goes into that vulnerable territory, so it's okay if you feel it's not something you can answer, but um, what, do you have a relationship with Nina yourself in your, in your heart? Um, and, and if so, what does, you know, how, does that, how does that feel, and what is that like? Mm, this is a great question. And this is, yes. This is the interesting part and, and why I'm opening up about this. I have a very unique relationship with Nina. I, I would say, yes, I have a relationship with her in my heart, but I have more than that. Nina, you know, obviously people have different philosophies mm -hmm. and spirituality and religious backgrounds, but Nina has become a guide of sorts for me. Mm -hmm. She guides me in my work. She guides me in my life. She speaks to me. I can feel her presence. And that is the best part about this. I think that's so beautiful, first of all. And also um, maybe going to help a lot of people give themselves some freedom to explore that. Um, because it, you could also see someone in a similar position maybe not even allowing themselves to think that that's possible. Yes. Mm. And that's my hope because there's, there's, as a society, we don't really like to look at death and what happens after death. And I have to tell you, before this happened, I was that person. I mean, somebody would pass away and I would think of any way, any excuse to not go to the funeral or to mm. to be involved in any way because it just felt so big for me I just didn't like it it was this absolute avoidance of death and grief and loss because I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to be there for someone else 
And now, once it happened, and once it happened to me, I began to see that this veil that we have between the living and those who have passed on, the spirit, the soul living on, that veil is not as thick as we might have always believed, that we actually do have greater access to this unseen realm. And it is a way for us to keep a connection with those who we love so much but aren't in that physical body because, you know, as humans, we're so trained that if I can't see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, it's not real. And what I'm learning is is that isn't true. I think um, you're doing amazing work. And I wanted to thank you for coming on and for telling us about Nina and for being so open about your experience. Um, I know so many women have asked us to to um, explore the area of stillbirth and um, they do it privately through private messages because they, as you said, it's not something people are so open about. So by you being so honest and vulnerable and brave with your story i think you're going to help a lot of people so i thank you so much for joining us it's been my pleasure thank you thanks ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 